This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey, you want to know what's really frustrating to me? Or kind of frustrating to me. (laughs) No, really frustrating to me. The fact that my partner most of the time comes so much quicker than I do. There's nothing hotter to me than when we come at the same time, but that rarely happens. And that's because there is an orgasm gap. Women take a little bit longer to come than guys. Like, duh, we all know it, right? (laughs) But did you know there's a solution? And that's my sponsor, Promescence, delay spray. I know what you're thinking, delay spray. I don't need it. I don't have PE. Well, their delay spray is not just for guys with PE. It's for any guy that wants to last a little longer in bed without having to worry about lasting longer. It's not going to totally numb you out and it's not going to transfer to your partner. And for your partner, get her their warming gel. That's what I use. I love it. It's my personal fave. They also sell lube and condoms and sex toys. They have everything you need. It's like a one-stop shop, okay? And you're going to get 15% off your first order. And all you have to do is go to delayspray.com and use my code strictlyanon15. That's delayspray.com. Use my code strictlyanon15 for 15% off your first order. Promescent has a 60-day money-back guarantee, and your package is going to arrive discreetly. Thanks, Promescent, for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. You want to follow the Strictly Anonymous podcast on Instagram or Twitter, please follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you want to be on the show, this is a call in advice show, I say. That's what I wanted to start, but really it's a place where people call in to talk about their naughty secret lives. Everybody remains anonymous. I'm anonymous. You'll remain anonymous. I change everybody's voices. If you want to be on the show, send me an email, Strictly Anonymous Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to call into the show and just leave your story confession while remaining anonymous, I will change your voice on the confession line as well. You could do that now. I have a confessionals hotline. 
you call, all you got to do is call 347-420-3579. You could call anytime, 24-7. Leave your confession or your story that you have. You will remain anonymous. Now listen, today I have on Jessie. Now Jessie called in because her and her guy, her husband, who she's been with for a very long time, uh, both really decided to change things up in their life. Not only did they leave their religion, they were both raised very religious. They decided to move away from where they lived and really reinvent themselves, especially sexually. This couple really went from being like I said, religious, but to being very open with each other about things that they were into that they had never talked about. They both came out as bi to each other and then they started living out their fantasies. He hasn't yet been with a guy, but she pegs him. She's been with couples. She's been with a woman. You know, he's a total cuck. He loves it. He likes to dress up in panties. She buys them for him. Like I said, she pegs him. He's into that. He's a very true cuck. She talks about that. And then somehow we get into the fact that she's a squirter and we talk, uh, you know, at length about that because I'm always like obsessed with people who could squirt. And she actually likes squirting. Thank God. Okay. I have talked to some people lately that don't. She digs it. She talks about it and she gets into it all. Like I said, she has hooked up with people uh, without him. And she talks about how like doing that and moving and even calling into the show and talking about all the stuff that she's done, the stuff that her and her husband do together, the stuff that they've confessed to each other, all the stuff that they're into, how that is very freeing for her and a part of her and her husband's evolution. So it's a great story. Oh, and I do have pictures of Jesse. If you want to see an anonymous pic of Jesse and mostly every single one of my other female guests, go join my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. You get anonymous pics of my guests. You'll see Jesse. You get these episodes early and ad free. And now you also get all the anonymous confessions that are coming in. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Jesse. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Hey, Jesse, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? I am good. How are you? I'm good. So listen, Jesse, you emailed me a long time ago and then you emailed me again and were like, I'm ready to talk. And I know that you were in a very monogamous relationship, married. And now I'm assuming you guys aren't monogamous. Is that the deal? You, I think you did say that your husband liked to be cuckolded. Have you, do you guys play with other people? Have you started doing that? Yeah, we have. And I want to open this up with a disclaimer. I've been married for 23 years. Mm-hmm. And I, everything that I'm going to say to you is with my husband's knowledge and permission and blessing. Oh, and, okay. I and, like that disclaimer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he encouraged me to call you. Oh, okay, cool. So I'm not, I'm not going to be divulging any confidences. So he's not here right now. It's just you and me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he'll I be listening. He'll probably be yeah, listening, he'll, right? <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he'll be the first to listen to this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. You're telling the story. I'm sure he's going to find it hot. 
Yeah, he will. So I emailed you this summer when I was on the precipice Mm -hmm. of starting to act out. And I have a couple of, I guess I'd call them friends, um, one guy and then a couple. And we we played a couple times, different situations. And I came home and told my husband everything about it. And he got off on it. He gets off on being cuckolded. Totally gets off on it. But let me ask you this, because you said that you were very monogamous and now you're not or you you were just on the precipice in the summer. Like what changed in your relationship that you guys decided to go down this path? Well, uh, going way back, I grew up in this church that was so conservative. It made Southern Baptists look liberal. What religion? Pentecostal. Oh, okay. That's super conservative. Yeah. Couldn't Mm -hmm. wear pants, had to have long hair. All of my media was highly restricted, couldn't listen to secular music, and sex was something that was reserved for married couples only and something to be embarrassed about. Right. Now, were you a virgin when you got married to your husband? Oh, no. Oh. Um, <laughs> and neither neither was he. I, I lost my virginity when I was 16, and um, I, I had a boyfriend I really loved, and I was hoping that if we had sex, you know, we'd stay together, but, mm-hmm. you know, that, that never works. Right. Yeah, so I'd, I'd say, you know, I had a handful, less than five before I met my husband. And then we ended up in the church, and we were in the church actually up until about six years ago. And we dropped out, and we decided, I, I don't want that life. I don't want the oppression, the all of the cultural pressure. And we started, we got really honest with each other and started watching porn together. Mm-hmm. You know, because we, actually, we both watched porn throughout our marriage. Together? No, separately. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was it was something that you should be ashamed of, and then you feel bad about it after you're done. Something that you should be embarrassed about, and that you know God is going to smite you with a lightning bolt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then it came out. We got really honest with each other after we were married about 15 years, but we were still in church culture, and we admitted to each other we're both totally bi. But this is something that you need to oppressed admit who was the first person that raised their hand and was like this is the deal i think it kind of came out for both of us about the same time mm-hmm. it was really like he 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 just got to the end where he was like the the power is not in the pornography the power is in the secret mm-hmm. and he came out and said i've been watching this the whole time we've been married 15 years and i knew you know but he wouldn't admit it and he, we'd he'd lie about it and and then we, it came out, he's like, you know, I think he, it was him that just opened up and said, I really get off on dicks, right. you know, yeah, just want to get fucked and want to suck them and the whole thing. And I admitted, like, I'm totally bi and like, totally have a boob fetish and want to eat pussy and all of that, mm-hmm. you know, and but then we suppressed it. And about three years ago, we started watching porn together. Okay. And it was about that time that we started talking. And because I love him, I want to give him a real dick. And I don't, I don't, I don't have one, mm-hmm. you know, because I know how badly he wants it. And because he loves me, same thing. He would love to see me with a girl. Like I said, the couple of experiences I had, one was with one guy and it was a one night, one off, one night stand, but just kind of cracked the seal and played with a couple for a little while, two, three times. But neither of those situations did they want to include my husband. Oh, interesting. You were like the unicorn to them. 
Right. Mm-hmm. To them. Yeah. But but now, you know, I'm looking for a unicorn and I don't even know where to start because phone sex is just oh my gosh, it's grueling. I <laughs> I, I could find guys who want to talk to me yeah. all day long. Mm-hmm. And very few I I've had almost maybe three conversations after where they're actually interested in talking to both of us. Right. Now, have you ever guys gone on any apps or anything like that? Because there's a lot of threesome apps nowadays. I've heard about them from people who have called in all the time. I literally just taped somebody before you. And there are a couple who just started, you know, into the lifestyle in February. And they've had so many experiences. And that's all been through an app called Cassidy. Now, I, I need to get them as a sponsor for my show because I always hear about them. I should be pitching them all the time because I think a lot of people talk about actually, you know, that being a really good app to meet other couples who are down for this type of thing as well as unicorns you know single people i haven't heard of cassidy with a k um, we ch- okay i'm writing that down yeah i totally misspelled it um i haven't heard of that one i've tried a couple of them and we tried tinder and that was just i i, I found that to be kind of lame and and so did he and I, we we haven't really tried any apps no, try but that I'm one. I'm going to try and get them to be a sponsor and I'm going to, I should start off with this episode because I have to say of all the couples, like the people that I just spoke with, like he said, you know, the other apps, you go on there and you start to get like hit up by all these people and they're like fake. And he said, that's like, that's yeah. the one app where that didn't happen. Uh, and I have heard of Cassidy being the number one place for couples. I think Gemma and Bob, who were on my show recently, said Cassidy, the people I just spoke with who haven't aired. So I, I think that that's a good starting place for you guys. But let's go yeah. back to, you know, when you guys, how did you guys both decide at the same time that you were done with your religion because I think that that's like listen you're lucky that you both got to that place at the same time because I think sometimes you know one person might get to that place and feel like they don't want to do that anymore but the other person isn't I mean how did you both how did it both come up that how did it come up that you were both not happy with your religion and you wanted to get out it was a journey I would say in one lesson teaching one thing and another another and I don't know how much of the church you know, you really want to get into on this. We don't need to um, get into it that much. I probably shouldn't have even asked. If it's such a long well, story, no, it, we don't it, need. Yeah. It is. Uh, just, but just just the whole culture of Sunday go to meeting and, and conforming to the cookie cutter. And just, I don't want to conform to the cookie cutter anymore. And you, you realize know? that your guy was in the same place too. I, like, and I'm we, just, were in, we, yeah. we were in the same place. Yeah. yeah we were in the great. same place. And then the other thing, the other thing is it made, it made it really easy is we did a geographical. We moved from the upper Midwest oh. to, uh, to the Southwest. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we, and when we moved, it was easy for us to just kind of, like when we moved out here, it's like no more Sunday going to meetings and I'm no longer practicing churchianity. Right. And that is so I'm not in the same small Midwestern town where I'm going to run into people at Walmart and they're oh, so going to ask me. That was definitely helped, I'm sure. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. not going to ask me, how's your walk with the Lord, you know? <laughs> oh, God. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that made it that made it really easy. And we made a huge life change. I was working 60 hours a week and was just burnt out uh, between two jobs. And then he he had a job where he would be gone six weeks at a time. 
And so we had times where we just couldn't really connect and we couldn't see each other. And so we flipped a foreclosure, sold a business, and moved off the grid in the mountains. Oh, wow. So, yeah, totally, totally off the grid. And so that made it easy to to just be ourselves and not have that, you know, not have to keep up with the Joneses and not have to mow your lawn and not have to make sure your house is manicured and all of that shit. Because, I, you know, I just got tired of that life. And we're in our mid-40s and are completely debt-free. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad I did ask the question because it led into that. And I think that this is like a important part of the story, you know, that freedom that comes with, I think a lot of people don't have that with really moving out. And like you said, getting off the grid and not having anybody, you know, never having to worry about walking past anybody that knows you in your former life to really be able to shed your skin and become different people. I think it does help if you do physically move someplace totally, right? That must have, it definitely helps. It definitely helps. Mm-hmm. And and it's just not so cold. Right. But do you think that being off the grid, quote unquote, uh, is the reason why it's hard also for you to find people? I don't even know if you get, if you are like, is this the type of place where you have like no neighbors for miles or are you in a, a, a town where there's a lot of people? Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Oh, the closest Walmart is an hour and a half away. Oh, my God. You might need more than an app to meet people. (laughs) I know. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, I think if it's a path that, like, if it's what your heart wants and it's a path that you're pursuing. Yeah. The right people will come, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, it, it is sex and it is, there's an element of where it is just sex and it's fun and, you know, it's hot, but we're going to be pretty picky who we connect with because, you know, even though I'm not religious anymore, I would still say I'm spiritual mm-hmm. and there, there is an exchange of energy. So we're looking for people who are about as beautiful beautiful on the inside as they are on the outside you know it's not just about it's not just about the sex it's about yeah and I don't want anyone to fall in love with me and I'm always going to come home you know (laughs) no but I get that I I get that that like that they're not the same thing but they both need to be there and that totally makes sense you know I like I I I, this it's funny because I did 
just talk to somebody right before you and their experience and their view of things and how they pick and choose is very different than the way you do. And that's why I love talking to different people because you get a different angle and whatever works for everybody. But I could totally understand where you're coming from. And I think it's important to bring that up. And I, you know, one is not necessarily the same thing. Like you said, it is about sex. You are meeting them for sex, but you do also want that other thing. But it's not because you want them to fall in love with you, but because that just needs to be there for you if you're going to have sex with somebody. Yeah, so we're ready. Um, and we've been together long enough that we're we're secure enough with ourselves and secure enough with each other. I think if we would have tried to pursue this when we were first married, it wouldn't have worked. I would have been too jealous. I would have been too insecure. Mm-hmm. You know, and and um, yeah, and we're we're all we're going to remain partnered. We're best friends. Mm-hmm. And if any of my my experiences this last summer actually brought us closer together you know i came home and told him everything about it you know jacked off while i did and it it, it was it was a it was a beautiful thing and mm-hmm. so so that's what we're looking for so now when you say like oh you know you really want to get him a real dick because you know that's really what he wants have you guys got like done pegging with each other like have you pegged him did you go out and get toys to mock up that situation since he hasn't oh had yeah it yet? Mm-hmm. oh yeah i have a bag of dildos and <laughs> and a strap on right and and know how to use it right and do you enjoy it because i know i had a girl on recently who talked about how you know when she started doing it, she didn't realize how much of a turn on, you know, because sometimes you think, oh, okay, I'm doing this for the guy because he likes it. But she, and I've heard this from other girls that are into pegging, like she really got into, and other women have really got into the the power of it or, or something about it really did turn them on as well, not just for the fact that they were turning their guy on. Yeah, yeah it turns me on totally. And I've had this, I don't know if anyone has, ex- has felt this, but like I, 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 the last time I did it, um, I, I, you know, I wore it for a while, you know, I just had it on for a long time, like a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. And, and then when I took it off, it's like, I could almost still feel it. Oh, that's like it was almost still, like it was almost still there. It's kind of like, I wear glasses uh-huh. and, right. and, some, and sometimes, you know, I'll go to take my glasses off and they're already off. Right. You know, because you're so used to feeling them. It's a kind of a similar experience. And similar to that, when we first started playing with dildos, I was I was just thinking, you know, um, I stuck the dildo in his mouth and I was thinking, you know, you know, just get it wet, Mm -hmm. you know. And and I was thinking kind of clinically like that, get it wet. Yeah. And then I, I got this jolt when I realized how much he got. He was turned on by sucking on it. Right. Yeah. So it's like, ooh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and but you had already known he was bisexual, correct? At this point. I I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's why you went out and bought that bag of dicks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Love for him and for you. Now, yeah. wait, so tell me about all those experiences that you had and how come he didn't join? Well, the the first the the thing that cracks the seal I was at a friend's house and honestly, I was drinking. We were, it was, we were both drinking and, and 
before I knew, we, I was given him a hug goodbye, and before I knew, realized what was happening, I was being kissed and fingered, and then within moments on his bed and the whole thing. But the, I would say the reason that's more of a one-off, and it, it was a really good experience. Everything he did felt amazing. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he could play a woman's body like it's an instrument. Yeah, yeah. he's one of those. Uh, I get it, yeah. Yeah, but but I haven't been with him again. We're still friends. We still hang out. And it was really a one-time thing. When it comes right down to it, he's a lot older than me. And I don't find him, like the most physically attractive Mm -hmm. you you know what you know what I mean um how old is he do you know exactly well I'll I'll put it this way I'm a Gen Xer and he's a boomer okay so like old enough to be with my in high school with my husband's dad you know yeah yeah I get it you know what I mean Uh it's like I mean it was it was a good experience and you know it was one of those flights of it felt really good to feel out of control mm-hmm. in that moment, you know, but, but it hasn't happened again. And I know he would like to, but I have, I'm not pursuing that. Then I was hanging out with a couple and I, it was such a whirlwind. But how and, do you, but real quick, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Go, how, no, go ahead. how do you meet this couple? Like, are you at their house because you met them on you know, the internet and they know that you guys are going to fool around or are you just at their house because they're your friends? You know, like, how do you wind up at their house? I was at their house because I'm their friends. Okay. So these are just people, you know, that you're friends right. with. Okay. Right. Because that's and, a very and, different story than the couple that you met online on the app and, you know, you went to their house. No, no. And, and it was, I mean, it was a really positive experience and we played a couple times, but they're not into us as a couple they're more into me right and, but let's slow was... down this story what i want to know is how does it go from like you're hanging out with your couple friends to you guys are you know down and dirty like how is it alcohol that happened like do you guys get drunk and then once someone starts fooling around with you you know how how do they find you know because they you're married if they know you they know you're married yeah, they would and assume they have you're no- monogamous. I don't know. You know, that's just like, so how do they how does it come up and how what goes down? Well, actually, he he started it. They started going at it and brought me in. Mm-hmm. And, and and yes, we were drinking. Right. Okay. No, because listen, I I haven't drank in a long time, but I used to drink. And that's the kind of stuff that could happen. Like without alcohol, I think it's a totally different scenario. But with alcohol, those things just kind of happen sometimes, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind of what it was. Mm-hmm. That, that, that Actually, no, that's definitely what it was. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So now he starts to, they start to fool around in front of you. You know that you're down for this because you've done this before. So then do you wind up hooking up with her and him? Well, yeah, the first time it was both all three of us together. Mm-hmm. And then I'd say the next time it was just us girls. So now how and, was your first experience like A, with the girl and B, with a couple? Well, the first experience with the couple was amazing. It was mostly me playing with her. Mm-hmm. And he was just kind of watching us two get down. Mm-hmm. And and then I went home and, you know, of course, told my husband everything about it. And, yeah, I mean, just, well, uh, you know, her, all of us, he's playing with her a little bit. And all of a sudden her tits are out. And 
I'm sucking them and it, and then clothes start flying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, the whole pussy eating, the whole thing. I mean, everything. The first time it was really just me and her. And then the next time it was the three of us and it was everything. It was, you know, getting fucked and sucking dick and the whole thing. I mean, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So. Now, I know that you said that you like your husband knows all this. So like if he knows you're just going over to your friend's house and there was no plan to fool around when you come home and you tell him that you did he's totally down with it right there's nothing wrong with you doing it on the fly like that without you guys discussing it first no he totally got off on it right 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 yeah totally got off on it and and i've hung out with him afterwards and nothing happened right you know i'll come home he's like did anything happen i'm like no (laughs) you know did you you have any do you have anything fun to tell me i'm like no right but i and again i don't think it'll happen again i think it was just kind of a summer fling and we're still friends Mm -hmm. you know and it, it was a good experience and like one of the biggest things about them and they're both beautiful they're just not into the having another guy around right so, and you, I don't know, I, and I don't, he's, he's more of a guy and doesn't, you know, I don't know how comfortable he'd be with a man sucking his dick, you know, because a lot, a lot of men have hangouts about that. It's just. Yeah. Um, it's still so. got a stigma. There's still a stigma attached to it though. Sometimes, you know, guys that think that they're not into it might then become into it. You just don't know, you know, but did you bring it up to them? Like, did you say, Hey, listen, you know, would you guys be down to hooking up with me and my husband? Actually I did. And they're just not comfortable. That's just not what they're looking for. Right. Right. That's cool. But your husband loved to hear about it. You were totally into, I mean, you always had fantasies about being with a woman. This was the first time you were, was it the the hottest experience ever? Like, was it everything you wanted it to be? And then some, have you been with other women since? No, that was my first and only time. Mm -hmm. And it was, I would say it was a learning experience. It's like, I mean, it's, it's, it's instinctive, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But, but it was, it's something that I feel like I need more practice at. Right. And now had she ever been, do you know, was she, did she know what she was doing? No, she told me she, that I was her first one too. Right. And then, so you come home, you tell your husband, he's obviously into being a cock and he, now he has not yet ever been with a guy, right? Oh my God, I have to tell you about my new favorite vibrator by Mystery Vibe. It's called the Crescendo, the award-winning world's most flexible vibrator that hits you in all the right spots. And do you know why it hits you in all the right spots? Because it's bendable. And when I say bendable, I mean fully effing bendable. It also has six motors that are divvied out throughout the whole vibrator, which means there are no dead zones like regular vibrators. There are also 16 different vibrations you could choose from, and there's an app so you can control it or your partner can control it from wherever they are. There's a reason why the Crescendo has won over 20 international awards, and that's because it's one of a kind. I promise you're going to be as obsessed with it as I am. And this week, I'm going to give you 15% off your vibrator. And Mystery Vibe right now has another sale for 25%. So you're going to get 15% on top of that. So you are getting 40% off 
the best vibrator you will ever own, okay? Go to mysteryvibe.com and use my code STRICTLY15. That's STRICTLY15. Use it at mysteryvibe.com to get 15% off on top of their 25% off the world's best vibrator. (laughs) Thanks, Mystery Vibe, for sponsoring this episode. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Anyone who knows me knows I live for therapy. And if you listen to the show, you know that I am always telling my callers like they need a therapist, like go for therapy. Therapy helps. It works. I love it. I've been in therapy many different times in my life and I'm always pitching it to people on the show. The hardest thing to me about therapy is finding the right therapist. And that's what I love about BetterHelp. They make it super easy to find a therapist. All you got to do is go online. You're going to fill out a questionnaire. They're going to assess your needs and then match you with a licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp is so committed to giving you great therapy that they make it not only easy, but also free to change therapists if needed. And that's huge, if you ask me. Also, since it's all done online, professional therapists are available worldwide. So wherever you're listening to my show, you can sign up for BetterHelp. You could do your sessions as video chats, or if you don't want them to see you, you could do it over the phone. BetterHelp therapy is more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available if you need it. Want someone to talk to? Join BetterHelp now. And today, just for listening to my show, you're going to get 10% off your first month. All you got to do is go to betterhelp.com slash strictly. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash strictly for 10% off your first month. Thanks, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode. He's not been with anyone but me mm-hmm. in, in 24 years. And maybe even longer. <laughs> he could so, but, really, I'm sure if he put himself out to find just a guy that wants a little private guy on guy action, I bet you he would have a lot of guys in his inbox. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, we're, we'll check out the Cassidy app. Yeah, that's app just another. a tip. But I think on Cassidy, you know, you go in as a couple, you could also find that. But also, I think, you know, Uh, Listen, I've been doing my show for seven or eight years now, and I have had a lot of, I've noticed a lot of trends or things that people are into that I never knew that people were into. Um, And one of the big things, it's not that I never knew that this happened. I always knew that it did, but it happens a lot. There's just a lot of guys that are hooking up with guys behind everyone's backs, you know, whether they're with somebody or not, you know, there's a lot of guys that are more experimental than they're willing to, you know, say that they are uh so i feel like if your guy went out there and was like you know looking for experience you know with a guy there'd be a, you know a lot of guys raising their hands <laughs> ready right. to you know pop his cherry if he's <laughs> down like are you down i mean like what do you guys do you guys have any kind of rules or regulations i mean obviously you're down to playing separately because you've only played separately without him i know you're dying to play together but would you be okay with him hooking up with a guy solo oh i would be okay with him hooking up with a guy or a girl solo right okay Uh huh. yeah totally totally yeah it's it's totally open mm-hmm. and i wouldn't and i wouldn't say I have any rules. I know that like some couples have no kissing rules and yeah. things like that. But no, I don't, I don't, I, we're, we're both really open. We're mm-hmm. both really open. And then, and one of the things, um, he would really like to see me get fucked. I mean, just, 
he he would love to watch me get just pounded. Yeah. And because because he gets off like the sex he gets off the most is like being feminized, you know. So and and like having a really limp dick and a and an open ass and you know dressing up and stuff like that. And so like a lot of times when we're getting down his dick is really small and I'm not getting fucked and I'm okay with that. You know, uh-huh. I'm, okay, I'm okay with that. And that's part of the reason he wants to see me just pounded. Oh, cause he likes it. He really is a true cock. Cause he that's, really is. Right. He's that's, a, he that, is a proper cuck. Yeah. yeah absolutely. That's, that's what a lot of people, cause I've used that word before. People are like, that's not a cuck, a cuck. You know, there's gotta be that humiliation or there is that, part of it that's there and but I think that there's different varying degrees of being a cuck but he really like you said is the proper cuck because he wants to be in that position I mean that's not a problem for him that's like the turn on right I mean even though he's not right yeah that's a that's an absolute turn on and that's the point that you know when we're watching it together you know that's often where we go is just watching a, a proper bull the proper bull go at it and while the husband's sitting back watching. And then what does that make you? Because I'm so bad with the terminology. Does that make you in that scenario, if that, you know, the bull's fucking you, are you the hot wife? The vixen? <laughs> What's the word? I like hot wife. Yeah. You would be the hot <laughs> wife, right? Now, yeah. does that scenario, I know it really turns him on. Is that a, a real turn on for you too as well? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get just getting pounded by a real dick just sounds amazing. I want to feel my cervix get hit. You do. Yeah. Interesting. And I'm also I'm very I'm very juicy. I'm I'm a total squirter. Oh, you are? And you've always been yeah. a squirter? Yeah, since like my early 20s. Can you please tell me you enjoy squirting cuz I've heard of just a couple my last couple of females that I've talked to that have squirted it was always on my bucket list they've they've kind of let me down where they're like it's not really the end all be all I have to say it's oh actually my, annoying really? yeah that we I don't know and I'm like really because it's always been on my bucket list because it just seems like it would be so amazing please tell me you love it it sounds like you I do. fucking I fucking love it oh yay okay it's back yeah. on my bucket oh list oh my gosh and uh, the only thing is I have to make sure like I have to prepare for it yeah I mean if, if I don't have a towel on the bed yeah I'm I, I'm gonna make a mess so mm-hmm. like I, I like if I'm getting close to where I'm gonna just like and where I'm gonna explode yeah I, 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 I if I get too close I'll pull out if I don't have a towel because I don't I don't want to destroy my bed right 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 <laughs> Or the bathroom is a really nice place for that, you know, where you have surfaces that can get soaked. And Mm -hmm. I I love getting pounded from behind and just making a mess all over the floor. And then I can clean it up with towels later. So, no, yes, I love it. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I have to prepare. I have to be ready. And now how did you, when was the first time you squirted? Did you do it to yourself? Was it the first time you had sex? Were you always a squirter? It wasn't the first time I had sex. No, I, I was actually married mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. So this is this is my second marriage. I got married when I was like nineteen because I was pregnant. Oh, you know, wow. my boyfriend. Uh-huh. I, I, you know, because of the church thing. Remember, course, let's go back yeah. there. And, yeah. And you don't want you don't want your son to be born a bastard. And yeah. Do you have to do the right thing? But that that marriage only lasted a year. He was very abusive, mm-hmm. and and I, you know it's been long enough. The, the wounds, I've licked all my wounds and they're mended over. But the first time I squirted, he was, yeah, he was 
pounding me and I, I just, it's like, wow, you know, it's like I'm spraying on my ankles. Oh my (laughs) God. I can feel it on my ankles. Yeah. And ever since I've been, you know, if I get fucked hard enough, usually, and usually there's a couple positions that work really well. If I'm on my back with my legs on his shoulders. Oh, interesting. Okay. That is like one position that like, just a like, and then also like long enough, hard enough to hit my cervix. Uh huh. And then my other favorite is doggy style. So those are the two positions that are most likely to make me squirt. And do you feel that you have to pee beforehand? Is that like the truth? No, I don't feel like I have to pee. I um, pee before and after sex. Mm hmm. So I know it's not pee. It's completely different. Yeah, but it's- a lot of people have said, and I remember once like having a girlfriend tell me like, oh, I was like fucking this guy. And like, I felt like I had to pee. And he kept telling me to just go that meant I was going to squirt, but I just couldn't. And like, I've heard that before. And maybe with someone that squirts so much like you, like you don't even like you, maybe you don't even put that together anymore. But a lot of people say that, you know, it it might feel like you're about to pee. But just if you, you know, work through that, that's not what it is. It's you're going to squirt you know (laughs) I don't I don't it doesn't feel like I have to pee it feels Mm -hmm. completely different it feels just kind of like a build-up of pressure right Mm -hmm. it's like you know just this this pressure building up yeah and and like like I don't even miss I can't even put my finger on where it's coming from right like whatever whatever it is that generates the juice to lubricate my pussy is it's like there's this build-up of it Mm mm-hmm and and yeah and then then when it goes it's like a i wouldn't say a flood but but you can feel it on your ankles is what you said (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah when it goes it's just on so yeah i'm glad i discovered that early you know Mm -hmm. yeah no that's super interesting like i said because like the last couple of women i've spoke to about and i'm always everyone knows that listens to my show that I'm always like oh I just want to squirt I'm so jealous that I can't but a couple people have been like it's not that great or it's like kind of annoying it's like really messy it's not all that it's cracked up to be it's not like it doesn't necessarily happen when you orgasm it doesn't really feel that great but you're here to say and listen everybody's different you know that's what's that's why I love talking to different people they could all you know three squirters and everyone experiences it differently but you know you love it it is an orgasm, mm-hmm. but I can have an orgasm without squirting. Right. So it's it, it's uh, it, it's a kind of a different. It, it feels like an orgasm, mm-hmm. but it's not like the only. It's not like the only way I feel orgasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool. So now, what is on? You know, besides you know getting pounded, and I I know that you also want to I'm assuming because you're very bi that you want to find more girls to hook up with but what is like the perfect ideal situation that you guys are looking for is it would it be a couple where the guy is you know down to play with your your husband now when you said he dresses up too does he like to cross dress is that what he does yeah he Mm -hmm. loves dressing up yeah yeah and I'll, I'll go and buy clothes for him right yeah, so I'll come home with tights and undies and skirts and things for him. So many. And in fact, the first time that he admitted that to me, yeah, I, was I didn't ask. I didn't know that he was doing that cuz he had been doing that several he'd been wearing my panties uh-huh. without me knowing about it for for years before he admitted it. 
and uh-huh. and I and I had a I had a time where I'm like I have this really cute bra and panty set, and then one time I put it on and I'm like God these panties just don't fit me, they're just <laughs> like they don't they're just like too big now it's so weird, you know. Oh my <laughs> and the God, first hilarious. Time he, yeah, it is. It's funny. We the first time he told me, I'm like go find them, put them on. I want to see. And then the next day I went to a store and I got him like a, a skirt and, you know, a, a panties just for him in his size, you know. Yeah. And and then we started playing with it. I'm like, you know, let's let's just have fun. And I would play I would do his makeup. Mm-hmm. You know, I get I get done with his makeup and he'd say that was one of the most sexually profound experiences I've ever had. Just putting and the makeup having, on him. Yeah. Just just putting the makeup wow. on, you know doing his lips and eyeliner and you know the and blush and the whole thing and doing and doing my best to make him look like a girl Mm -hmm. and yeah and having just having fun with it yeah that's interesting now did that come up a long time ago or was this all at the same time when you guys started to be super honest about all of the stuff that you were into we started i'd say we started doing that about like dressing up probably about eight years ago mm-hmm. and yeah about eight years ago when we it was about the time I told you after we were married about 15 years we got really honest with each other right that was around that time too it was about that time and in the you know and then then the underwear came up at that time and you know the porn came up at that time and the strip club came up at that time and the you know everything just kind of came out all at once mm-hmm. and it was it was a lot to take you know and when when he was admitting to me you know about he had, he had been lying to me for 15 years about porn and that it really hurt mm-hmm. at first but we worked through it you know, and and my relationship to porn before that was very different. I would do it, and then I'd tell him right away, but then I'd always minimize it, and then and then I'm like, okay, I told him, and and then like a year would go by, and I'd do it again, or you know, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, because you're not supposed to do these things. These these are these are things that you know if you can't do it because you know, you're in the church and you, you can't, you can't watch porn. I mean, right. You so you would do to... it like once a year. Yeah. But it was me. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did it all the time. And that's but when then when you found out that's when you were a little upset. I, at first. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, but then it came out and, and so it, then we got to the point in our marriage about six years ago, it's like, if you're going to do it, just tell me about it. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do it, just tell me about it. And I watched, I went six years without watching any porn at all. Right. Until, until three years ago. How come? Because I was in the mindset that it was sin. Right. You know, because I was kind of, I was so entrenched in the church culture. Mm-hmm. I was so, you know, it's Sunday, you go to meet and every meet every Sunday. I was so entrenched in that that it like you need to deny yourself you need you need to you need to not let yourself feel that pleasure because it's wrong. it goes against because it goes against everything that's scriptural right and you know i i, I and here's an example of the hypocrisy that you know they don't actually if you don't look at if you look at it what's actually in the text david had a harem and he was a man after god's own heart and solomon <laughs> right his son 
was said to be the wisest man who had ever lived and had 300 wives and a thousand concubines. <laughs> so, so I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I, I, I really just, if you take a step back, I really don't think that, you know, the, the monogamy that is, is oppressed on you in that culture mm-hmm. is really, if you look at it, I a mean, part of the teaching or what, you know, a, I mean, a, right, right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, so, so it's like, okay, the, the, the God of my understanding can still love me mm-hmm. even though I'm fucking around. Yeah. Or want to watch porn. And so after six years, what was it? Was it because you guys started to become honest with each other and then you found out that he was, and then you went back to watching what you wanted to watch? I mean, what changed after that six years that well, we didn't? What, what changed after that six years is he told, you know, um, he was watching it very sporadically. And then we got to this point where, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to do it, you know, he started watching maybe a year before I did. And, and then I, I said, why do you get to watch porn and I don't? And yeah. then and like, why do you get to watch porn and I don't? And he's like, well, then watch porn. And so the, uh, three years ago is the first time we ever watched together. Uh-huh. And it was insanely hot. I mean, it was hotter than for both of us than either of us have had separately. Right. And then and then I, I felt guilty about it at first. And then I'm like, why am I feeling guilty? You know, just there's nothing to feel guilty about. There's, you know, and now I, I, I felt absolutely no guilt and no shame and no embarrassment about the things I did. I told you about this last summer because it was done you know, with my with my husband's knowledge after the fact and mm-hmm. permission and blessing. So if if we if we're in a if we're in unison, if we're in agreement, then it's OK. Yeah as well as like all the other things that you've done together. I mean, these are fantasies that you guys live out. You're both consenting adults. You're married. You know, what's, what's wrong with, with that. And, and what's great is that. And what I think people listening that are maybe like watching porn behind their partner's backs and everything, it just really goes to show that if you are more honest about what you're doing or you put that out there and you start to communicate or watch porn together, you know, all these other things come up and then you're really able, at least in your situation, you guys were really able to be exactly who you were and let the things that you're really into come into play and become a part of the relationship. And now you guys are opening it up and you're going to fulfill some of the fantasies and you're doing that together. It's very safe and I'm sure it's probably very freeing. It is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. You just need, you know, how far is the like closest city or town with a number of people to you? Oh, the the biggest real city mm-hmm. is about three three hours okay. within a three hour drive. It, it, it's also a good time in life for us because we're almost empty nesters, right? So you know we're 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 at the point where we could go away for a weekend. And, and, you know, get a room somewhere and play. Yeah, you you probably if you go to that city three hours in a week, you know, get on that app and you go, you you could probably start setting up things. Yeah, very easy and start doing that and living out even more of your fantasies. I mean, it's really like, you know, you were on the precipice in the summer, you've had a couple experiences, but there's so much ahead, right? 
exactly. You know what? Um, if you would have me again after we do have some fun, I would love to tell you about it. Yeah, of course. I love a where are they now? You know, I'm doing I'm doing a bunch of them from, you know, guests that called in this year. You know, for you, I, you know, you're probably like three months away from doing some stuff. You're going to get on Cassidy. You're going to put yourself in like a, clo- you know, the city area or someplace close to there so you can meet more people. Like, you know, I don't know if you listen to Gemma and Bob. They were on my show recently and they had moved to Spain and they weren't getting a lot of action where they were. And so what they did was they went to Paris. Now, listen, in Europe, you know, places are closer. It's a lot. It's very easy to, you know, travel between countries because they're like right next to each other. But, you know, they went to Paris for a weekend and they just, they, their inbox just was like insane, a very different experience than when they were looking just where they were, where they lived in their small town in Spain. So, you know, I think that you're going to have a very different experience when you go looking specifically for couples or guys, you know, when you get on that app and you look in that city that's close to you. Yeah, I will do that. Definitely. Yeah. Would you guys send, would you send in pics for my Patreon people, like anonymous pics? Absolutely. I think it's always fun. I mean, it's something I never did for many years and I don't know how it started, but it is fun. Most of the women say, I always get it for the women. Sometimes the men send in, but of course I always say it's nothing like pornographic, but it could be R rated like sexy pics. No face. Everything is anonymous. I'm anonymous. You're anonymous. I'm going to change your name. I'm going to change your voice. Does anybody in your life besides you and your husband know about all the things that you guys do? Actually, no. Um, the only people that know about what I've done this summer is them. And The couple um, that you fooled around with, you mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm the guy, uh, and I haven't I haven't told anyone else about it. It's right. really between it's really between us and them. Yeah, and so, all my listeners yeah. now. Yeah, and <laughs> now all your listeners. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. But now, who decided to come? Like, what, did your husband know my podcast, or did you? And then, or or did he know it and said, "Oh, you should call in and tell our story." Like, how did it come to be that yeah. you got to call in? Well, he's he's been listening to you for quite a while, and mm-hmm. he'll handpick he'll handpick episodes for me. Yeah, and so we'll listen together, and and then like like I said, um, this phone call is like one more. I'm taking a sledgehammer to all of the oppression of my youth. Right. And like this phone call is is one of those steps. That, like, for example, I had a tarot card reading a couple of months ago mm-hmm. and I've had my astrological signs done. And like I'm yeah. just step by step by step by step. I'm I'm freeing myself. And yeah. so like this phone call is a step for freedom for both of us. Oh, I love that. That is that. That's so interesting. And it's weird. And I, I might cut this out because it's about the other people I talk to. But I'll just say it to you because it's I literally just talked to another couple who are Orthodox Jews and became swingers. And I thought that that was so interesting. And it was going to be a big part of the conversation because it's so religious, you know, and they were like, well, listen, we want to say that we have this doesn't we this has nothing to do with our religion. Like we don't want it to be about that. And it was so the opposite kind of a thing. And that's what I love about talking to different people is like I get a different angle because in this situation with you it is very much a part of separating from that part and you have a clear idea idea they still don't know where their religion fits in their lifestyle and they don't know how they're going to you know blend the two because they know that they're separate but they're not at the point where you guys are but it's so interesting to talk to you and see 
where you're at and what you're doing and how you're freeing yourself totally, you know, because it, it's just like, a, you know, you're I think you're a little bit further down. I think they'll find it interesting when they listen to you. Yeah, I hope so. Mm-hmm. And I, I find listening to other the, all of the stories on your the stories I've listened to on your podcast. Yeah. I, um, the, there was a gentleman that you had interviewed a while ago, and he coined the term naughty 40s. Yeah, I remember and, that. Uh huh. And I'm like, I like when I heard that, I'm like, oh, my God, I've hit my naughty 40s. Yeah. And I to- totally identified with that. And I'm in the heart of that right now. Yeah. And there's nothing more fun. I mean, I'm a woman in my 50s and I got to tell you, you're never going to be as horny as your 40s. More than in your 20s and 30s, like your 40s, you really do peak, like seriously, like it's, you know, I don't know if it's your ovaries or like, oh, this is your last hurrah, but you're going to be, it's just not only, you're you're just going to be like hornier than ever. And it's real. So it's great that you've decided to really open up and live at all your fantasies now, you know, and you're not resisting all the urges. Uh, You're doing the opposite. You're having the balls to really go out there and, you know, do what you want and so has your husband I think it's there's so many men that are still secretly wearing their girl's panties behind her back and they don't know I think it's great that he was able to let you know and that you were so accepting he's really lucky that you're you know down with it and so accepting of it and instead of being intimidated by it you know and it's great that you peg him and you live out that fantasy and you just can't wait to see him with a dick I mean you guys are another what I love is you guys are another just very happy solid couple that has a very strong foundation and you're in this together transitioning into you know the lifestyle but going in like really solid and so it's only you know positive stuff going on which I think is great yeah, that's what we're working for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's really important. So, you know, listen, we won't wait till the end of the year to have your, you know, the the next step because I feel like that'll happen be, you know, sooner than that. So definitely reach out to me when you have, when you guys, you know, have some more experiences, you know, off of Cassidy or whatever. I'm going to get them to try and sponsor this episode. And then uh, <laughs> call me and I'll have you back on and we'll update and make sure to send me some pics. I will. Absolutely. Okay. I will. Good luck to you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at strict anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at strict anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, 
situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.